welcome everybody and thank you for this third episode of Lyme Recovery. So I'm Heather Gray with Discovering Health, also aka Lyme Boss. Why did I switch gears and start doing a, a podcast towards Lyme? Because that's my passion, right? I was undiagnosed with Lyme for 27 years, mold toxicity, celiac disease, Hashimoto's, endometriosis, two cents of the psych ward for trying to kill myself. And now I am on the other side of that. I've lost over 85 pounds. I have my brain back. I have my sanity back. I'm no longer in pain. And I want to be that light, that beacon that shows people there is hope, right? There is, there is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> there's a hopeful ending, right? Because there's a lot of scary stuff out there right now around life. And that is part of the reason why I, I put this together. And I, I just recently met Dr. Bobby Lutek and absolutely amazing. And we just geeked out for forever. And what she's doing and what they are doing in the Lyme world, mold world is absolutely incredible. And so I can't wait to hear Bobby's story and um, have them tell us about what they do in practice and why they do what they do and just all the fun stuff that is Dr. Bobby Lutex. So yay, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for having me, Heather. It was really fun to meet you. And I get lots of requests from people saying, hey, do you want to get together and discuss this and that? And I don't always say yes. And something divinely said, push on your email and say, sure, let's talk. So I, um, I'm originally from New York. Uh, if I say the word coffee, you'll pick it up. But other than that, I've been in Seattle now for over 30 years, so I don't have as much of an accent. And uh, back in the day, being in New York so close to Lyme, Connecticut, we were more familiar with Lyme. But really, it wasn't, and I didn't know anybody who had Lyme until my um, then partner, um, who was my uh, child's um, parent, my, one of my kids' parent got Lyme disease. And we didn't know it was Lyme at the time. So they were first, first they thought it was MS. Then they thought it was lupus. It did turn out to be lupus and Lyme. And slowly but surely, we, uh, we tried everything conventionally. I was still in um, uh, naturopathic school at the time, so I was not a physician. Uh, we tried homeopathy. We tried everything naturopathic. We tried everything we could think of. Conventionally, it wasn't helping either until someone said to me, and I still wasn't as familiar with Lyme, uh, about this arthritis doctor who had since passed, but how he had treated some autoimmune patients with doxycycline. And so I was, it was called the Road Back Foundation. That was my beginning into learning about antibiotics and um, Lyme disease. So I read about that and Lyme was one of his potential therapies. Well, interestingly, after treating my partner, um, somebody else was treating while I oversaw, they became um, not sensitive to the sun anymore, which happens with lupus, which was very interesting and their fatigue got better. So that then kind of started me on my road. Um, I finished school. I, once you treat Lyme, all of a sudden you're like a magnet and people start, you know, coming in with that. And all of a sudden I had like a Lyme practice. And originally I was trained through Igenics. They sent me to work with an infectious disease mentor, which was great. And I think he is fabulous and at that time, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, it was all about the antibiotics, at least from what I knew, I wasn't aware of other things that were being done. So I was like, oh my God, antibiotics, I'm a naturopath. What about the gut microbiome, <laughs> you know? 
but people were, you know, responding to that. And I didn't have another way up the mountain. Well, fast forward a decade and a half, and it's the last thing that I want to do. I'm willing in some cases because what the patient believes is very important. And if they're convinced that this is going to cure them, I want to listen to that but I'm more about the herbs. Go ahead. Could you say that again a little louder? What the patient believes is going to heal them is so important. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Dr. Bobby. <laughs> I have to validate that. And so I listen to their story and basically most of them have seen, you know, on average, at least a dozen physicians, many, including specialists. You know, most of them did not believe in chronic Lyme. Um, and they had more of a um, IDSA or the Infectious Disease Society of America approach. And so they were dissed. We don't have Lyme in Washington. I'm like, mm, they should talk to the vets. Every vet in Washington knows that we have Lyme. If your dog can get you know, bit by a tick and get Lyme, I'm pretty sure humans can too. Absolutely. So yeah, it's been interesting. That's actually a question on my questionnaire is, do you believe you can get better? because I, I, I had to start weeding people out in a certain way, because if you do not believe you're gonna get better, I don't want you wasting, I don't wanna waste your time and your money, right? Like, I, 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 no, that's not why I'm doing this. And that's probably why, not why you're doing this, right? Like, well, I've recently, more recently come to that too, which is not so, I believe, I've always been very optimistic. I mean, in the chronic Lyme world, there's a lot of physicians that believe you can achieve remission, but that it can't be healed or cured. And I'm one of those people that believe it can. I mean, there is some caveat around it. And when people ask me, I said, well, it depends. If you can get the mind, you know, approach to this, the emotional mental part, then yes, you can literally, you know, be healed. I mean, I believe that what someone said once, and I don't know who quote, the quote is, that all diseases can be healed, but not all people can. So it depends on the person, right? But remission is as good as heal and cure if, it's, if it stays there. Now, the thing is, I go, well, if you're going to go back to who you used to be, and you're going to be all, I'm going to, you know, be running marathons again, and overworking and not taking care of myself, you're probably going to get a little course correction and it'll come out of remission. But if you get the lesson, then maybe you don't need to have Lyme anymore. I went through, I, I completely changed my life, cleared everything up. Six months later, went through a divorce, blew up my life, went back to being a party girl, staying out too late, drinking too much, eating, you know, convenient food. And then sure enough, two years later, guess who's out of remission, right? Or back in yeah. Um, yeah. Back full blown everything, you know, and then I had to redo the program all over again. And, and then since then I've had no issues, but yeah, it's funny how I think they even say that. Have you seen the monster inside me that that latest documentary that came out? I haven't yet. Oh, it's so good. It's actually probably one of the more upbeat and enlightening uh, I'm documentaries that I've seen, but she actually approaches that at the, at the end. And she talks about how she got off her path with her lifestyle and her diet. And she went back into full-blown mind again and how she had to clean things back up. And I was like, oh my gosh, yay, yay. It's awesome. And I don't think it's necessarily bad or good anymore. I like to call it contrast, you know, like Esther Hicks and Abraham. <laughs> and it's like what I want and what I think I want. And, you know, so the contrast would be, ooh, I don't want this. So I'm going to do the things that make me feel good. So that's not a bad lesson. No. It's a harsh lesson sometimes, you know. 
yeah. but I get my lessons pretty hard. I'd like them. I'd like to start getting them easier. That'd be great. <laughs> you hear that universe? Yeah. yeah. So I get it. I understand that. And it's all about self-care that if going to the doctor, going to the massage therapist, going to the acupuncturist, you're taking your time and your money and you're saying to yourself, I am worthy of being healed. I deserve this and I'm going to take care of myself instead of, which is very common for a lot of women, especially married women, especially married women with children to put themselves at the bottom of the list. And if there's any crumbs left over, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll take a shower. <laughs> I'm like, come on, we got to up that game a little bit here and say, because if you're feeling good, then when you give back, it's going to have a different flavor as opposed to you being so depleted that you're, you know, crawling to keep doing what you're doing. There's so many platitudes. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? You got to put your oxygen man off, mask on first. Like, I mean, absolutely keep going and going. And there's so much truth in that. Absolutely. And I believe that. And I, you know, that's the story that I want to get from the patient. All of them are going to have. So you chose Lyme as the vehicle in which to learn some really important lesson. I firmly believe that the body's best way of telling us to pay attention is to give us symptoms. Basically, because we've missed every other tell along the way, some intuition, some dreams, you know, you just didn't listen. And so it goes, okay, here's a gentle reminder. And if that doesn't, so Oprah says, first, God throws a pebble, then he throws a rock at your head. <laughs> I needed a, a freaking brick. Okay. So I get this. I get the, what is that called? The universal two by four upside yes. back in my head is what I get. Yeah. And then you, what, what? Okay. Okay. I'm listening. You have my attention. And then if, as we start to listen to that, it could be Lyme, it could be MS, which, you know, Lyme sometimes can masquerade as a bunch of different diseases. And not to say that it is MS, but sometimes it's not MS, it is Lyme. Sometimes it's ALS, sometimes it's Lyme. What if we didn't care what the name of the diagnosis was? We cared about what happened to that person. And as you get the story, you will hear trauma and you will then start to say, okay. And if you don't ask that question, what happened in the six months to a year before the onset of your symptoms? You're kind of missing it. And that's, I think, part of the issue with more conventional docs. They just don't have the time to spend with the patient. And if they did, people like you, functional medicine practitioners, nurse practitioners, these are the people that massage therapists, acupuncturists, they're spending the time and they get to know that person. That's who's going to make more of a difference. Oh, I love it. I love it. You just, you gave me such big goosebumps because absolutely there's such a correlation. And, and I had a, a ton, a shit ton of early, what is that? Adverse childhood. Yeah. Uh, what ACE score? Experience. The ACE. Yeah, experience. Thank you. Yeah. So I was absolutely a poster child in the making, right? For the three different autoimmune diseases and Lyme and mold, right? So yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to look at the whole picture the mind, body, spirit. I think that's why you and I geeked out so much when we first started talking, because it was like, someone who speaks my language, right? And we need that because we all need each other because we are, you know, together, we're going to, you know, raise the vibration of the planet, which is going to make people healthier. In fact, I'm about to do, um, for the first time in over 20 years, uh, doing a talk at our, um, state convention. And I'm one of the things I'm going to give them as a pearl is having all of those different symptoms and maybe multiple diagnoses is a tell. Start looking for mold or Lyme or multiple chemical sensitivity if they have 
Hashi's and Epstein Barr and celiac and Crohn's. And I'm like, that's a tell. It's linked. The body is linked. Look for the underlying, you know, with the web that's weaving it all together. And if you just keep doing one thing at a time, you're just playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, which one are we going to whack down now? And I'm good at that game. But <laughs> it's a great stress reliever sometimes, but yeah, it doesn't get you far as far as healing goes. And that's what we're all here to do, right? Yeah. We used to think, you know, it was all about the bug and, you know, so there's this whole controversy between the Infectious Diseases Society of America and then ILADS, which is International Lyme and Associated Diseases. These guys are saying, um, oh, it's, uh, you know, there's only acute Lyme. And these guys are saying there's chronic Lyme. These guys are, no, it's not chronic Lyme. It, it morphs into an autoimmune disease. And they're saying, no, it's, it's ongoing infection. You know, keep treating. And a lot of these folks are, mem are members of this group as well, too. They're just not speaking the same language. And what more and more naturopaths and more and more folks like yourself are coming to know is treat the person and the terrain, the sleep, the food, the joy, the movement. And if you don't have those things in place, we can throw multiple antimicrobials at you and it's not going to be as effective. In fact, it, it likely isn't going to work. Maybe you'll get cured for a while, then you're going to get something else. And the person is going to feel like you're trying to kill them in the process because that's exactly what happened with me decades three decades worth of sickness and they wanted just to start throwing napalm at the critters my body was in no shape no shape to handle it going to war right they totally skipped all the basics and the foundations with me and that's what put me on this journey and i think i i'm still i belong to so many line groups online and all of them still so many of them what treatment did you use? What treatment did you use? What treatment did you use? They're just like, just yeah. like, it's like this, this, this grabbing, grabbing kind of energy. Right. Because everybody wants to be better yesterday. They want right. them. If there was a magic pill, I would give you the magic pill. The closest thing might be homeopathy, but even that can be a real, um, you know, it can be an epic climb. And the thing is, is that the ego is always looking for a problem to fix. And we feel comfortable if we have a diagnosis and then a treatment. And that makes us feel like, okay, okay, we're doing something. And I'm like, you know, um, I don't think that's actually how we want to go about it. We found that low and slow is better than hard and fast. Low and slow, you can then accommodate and, and, and it's going to take what it's going to take. And they're just like, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear how long it's going to take. And I'm like, this is not, first of all, a lot of them not even sure that they actually have Lyme. Even after you give them the diagnosis, they're still like, Meh. they want a sexier disease. I'm like, what, you want MS? You want ALS? What, what do you want? You want some sort of cancer? What do you want? <laughs> like, that can happen, you know, and I'd rather have Lyme. I know, I know how to treat that one. Oh, funny. So, what, what happened with your partner in that story? Oh, well, that wasn't like the world's happiest ending. So oh. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're alive. So they also had some mental disease, mental health issues, which I believe is likely part of the line. And because it was so stressful, having a partner that has an autoimmune disease, I think I, I'm making a guess here, but I know that the divorce rate is super, super high. Throw a baby on top of that. And then you have the caregiver who is taking care of the baby, working full-time, if not more, and trying to take care of the partner, plus do all of the other division of labor around the house. And that's not a great setup. Eventually, we did get divorced. 
uh, my son turned out to also have Lyme disease. He got it likely through the womb. He's doing great now. So he got treated when he was older. My then partner was not um, willing to have him be treated the way that I wanted to treat him. And there was nothing I could do until he became a certain age when he could have his own opinion. He now at the age of 26, after being diagnosed with some autism spectrum, um, ADHD, uh, he just graduated from the uh, Wazoo, which is Washington State University. I, I could cry now. Uh, I'm choked up. That's awesome. With a 4.0 average. Oh my gosh. And he's going on to get his master's degree. And oh. he's amazing. Master's and um, he read at his second grade level when he was in high school because of all of his learning disabilities, likely secondary to the Lyme and the Bartonella. So, yeah. You know, uh, not funny, but in that documentary, The Monster Inside Me, that was the first time that they, I've ever heard they brought up the autism Lyme connection. I never heard that before. And they, they showed this kid like melting down full on non, you know, non-functioning. And now it's the same thing, like graduated high school and is holding down a real job. Like, holy shit. Right. It's amazing. And so for me, and I think for most of the other folks that I know who treat Lyme like this, um, it's very personal. And I don't know that I would have gotten into it if it wasn't so personal. And then because I had, when you have a family member that's ill, you're going to go to the ends of the earth if you're someone like me, because I'm, I have ADD and we're so research oriented and we're going to find out, we're going to do everything and we're open to everything. And then because of that, I then had that knowledge to hopefully help other It's like, yes, I've seen this before and I might have an, a clue as to what to do. And I will tell you that the ILADS community and the folks that treat Lyme are so willing to help each other. Like if I have a question and be like, hey, I'm stuck on this thing, I can email them and I will get like 3000 answers from all over the world. In fact, when COVID first hit, our colleagues in Europe were going, it's coming your way, it's coming your way, get ready, yada, yada, yada. And they were starting to tell us, you know, things that were working for them that might help here. Freely given, my mentor let me hang with him in San Francisco for a week straight, following him around, no charge. And I was just like amazed. So this is a community unlike any other community I've we freely share information. And if somebody wants my information, like other um, physicians, I have friends that are like, I'll pay you for your time. I can't freaking pay me for my time. Someone did this for me. I'm going to pass it on. It's amazing. Absolutely. Just telling you. So those folks are something else. That's why I do what I do with this is, you know, if I can plant one little seed, if one person can resonate with something, just even the smallest thing that they can learn off of these things and give them hope because when I got diagnosed, the only thing that was out there was the uh, Under Our Skin documentary. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, that's freaking scary. Yeah. It was horrible. I thought it was a death sentence. And Did I you have more gelins too? Uh, no. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, I had enough between the celiac, the Lyme, the whole, the, okay. I had cavitations. So I had just had surgery on those like a year and a half ago. And that really helped bring the lights back on in the brain. Freaking eh? Yeah. Uh, amazing. Then there's so many things that people can do in so many ways up the mountain. But if you look at a lot of the folks and read some of the books like um, Bite, you know, more, you know, maybe some celebrities have written books. At the end, they're saying 
it wasn't just about the, um, the physical treatment. It was the other mind body stuff that they did. And they were, they were learning about their character defects and also their strengths and then what they had to do in order to not be that person again. But initially when people come in, I just want to get back to who I was. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, no, you don't. Are Trust you me on this one. You, you, you really don't. <laughs> oh, I, what a blessing. I mean, it is, it is a huge blessing. And back then I was such a self-sabotage, no self-esteem victim, right? I mean, I see that so much sadly because usually it takes us so long to get our diagnoses that a lot of times when we do, we wear that shit like a blanket, right? And then to get people to come out of it, it's like, no, dude, you got to put that down. You got to put that down if you want to get better. You can't hold down to that. Maybe you open it up a little at a time. Slip <laughs> it down a little bit, you know? But I've had patients cry in my office when they get the diagnosis because they're like, I spent my entire 20s in bed and now they're weeping. And a little, sometimes it's a little hard for them to also not be angry at not getting diagnosed sooner than that and all the people that missed it. And I mean, we don't know what we don't know. We just don't know. I didn't know things prior. I, the mold was a missing piece for me. I was at an ILADS convention know probably about 12 years ago maybe a little more because time has just gone now and I'm like listening and I'm like "Ah, I've heard this I've heard this I've heard this I got it I got it I got it and I'm a little bored because I'm ADD so I'm walking around (laughs) and I see this one thing where you could just go from one room to another back in the day you didn't have to like sign up for which track you were going to do and it said mold for dummies and it was the work of Richie Shoemaker And I wandered into that because that name sounded kind of funny to me, Mold for Dummies. And I'm sitting in there and I'm like, holy shit, maybe this is the missing link to why some of my Lyme patients don't get better. Booyah. Now we're (laughs) off on another tangent to find that out. And then booyah, mast cell disease. And I'm like, oh my God, it's really (laughs) starting to come together. And it's, you know, it's all about detox and self-care and it really is. And I'm just like, but that was fascinating. And again, that had to be divine intervention. I'm just wandering around and just find out about mold. Come on. Right. Someone is desperately trying to push me in a direction. My gosh, you have given me like whole body chills like three times during this talk. I'm loving the way you're just putting down the truth, Dr. Bobby. Well, thank you. I do come from New York. So, and this is me being a lot more calm. When I first got to Bastyr, right? Uh, started in, I had just turned 30 years old. It was 1990. And so I go in there and I'm meeting my fellow students and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, I have nothing in common with these people. They're wearing Birkenstocks. I'm from New York City, okay? And they've got (laughs) turbans on and they're changing their name and now they're going to be, you know, rainforest and cloud and I'm like, oh, get me out of here. By the end of the year, they were my best friends and I was like a full-on hippie granola person. <laughs> I was like, it was amazing. And I slowly have converted to, you know, Seattle is so much more laid back. It's not quite California, but people here wait for you, you know, when you're going to cross the street. And when I first got here, I'm like, come on, come on, let's go so I can cross, you know, and they're waiting for me. And I'm like, is this a trick? You know, wait until <laughs> I get in the middle of the road and you know, run my ass over. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh I wouldn't survive in New York anymore. I'd be like, you know, the right, the low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like got some easy pickings over here. Some exactly. Hey, Doris, you, you're talking to people. What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we got to be wrapping up here soon. What's, uh, what are some like key takeaways for somebody who might be new to this game, right? Um, and then also, are you taking clients on right now? Oh yeah. Um, I work in a clinic. It's called Evergreen Center for Integrative Medicine. Currently, there are three docs, and we're about to hire a resident. Uh, and these are folks that want to. Uh, I don't just treat Lyme. I like being um, more eclectic. One doc, that's all they do, and uh, the new one coming on, that's all they'll do. But I like a lot. But so yes, we can still take on people, and we're one one of the few, if not really rare, folks that are still taking insurance for um, Lyme patients. Shut the. Front and I get why people don't do it. Because right. your hands are somewhat tied, Absolutely. but we have workarounds, so we're still doing pretty good with that. That's awesome. The yes, we're taking on clients. What's what's a takeaway? One pearl, 100% see someone who is Lyme literate, no matter what you do. Two, if you get bit by a tick, save the tick. Yep. You can send it to Igenix, not to your local health you know, department. They're not good. I don't mean it that way. They're not good at identifying. Um, they'll identify the tick. I want to know if the tick has diseases, especially right. if it's a child. If you save the tick and the tick is clean, you don't have to treat. Yes. Yes. So save the tick. Okay. Put a little grass in there, put the tick in there, put a little plastic bottle, and then you can, you know, maybe even like Lyme Times. That's a good um, uh, grassroots organization that has like uh, newsletters and stuff, and they'll tell you other places where you can send it. Yeah, like Tickology, it's actually in my backyard in Fort Collins, Colorado is where Tickology is. And yeah, send it to Tickology and they'll tell you if it's got cooties or not. And then if yes. it's cooties, you're good to go. And and then just, you know, that there is, there's so much hope. I don't treat everyone the same way. One of the, one of the I'll say there is a medication. I, I mostly use herbs, but there is, and I like um, Steve Buner a lot. So if people read his book, he's a fantastic herbalist that has done it. But I will tell you that this new kid on the block, the disulfum, it's been a bit of a game changer for me. Oh. So that, that's a medication known as antabuse. And uh, for my patients with Lyme and Babesia, ooh, if they chose that as an option, I was like, okay, got to watch out for side effects. So I monitor them you know, like crazy, but it's been interesting. Huh. We could uh, have a whole other conversation around that because yeah, I tried that for about a month, month and a half, and got my ass handed to me. And well, I start people at twenty-five milligrams. I think my doctor started me off really stupid low too, but I've just always been so sensitive. And there's some people that can't do it. I mean, yeah. if you tell me I can't sleep, I'm like, yeah, that's it. You can't do it because you're too um, maybe more on the sort of uh, manic side of energy, so it right. doesn't work for those folks. And if folks have bipolar, they can't use it. So that was just, it's a newer thing. Right. It's interesting. But I mostly use herbal antimicrobials. What I mostly do is treat mold and detox first and get them sleeping and eating yes. well. Okay. You know, those kinds of, and, you know, see a therapist or do hypnosis, but, you know, take just really good care of yourself. Don't just, you're not a Lyme person. You're a person who happens to have these symptoms so and this is how it manifested now let's go from there mm -hmm. that's beautiful awesome so then how can people find you how do they get a hold of you well we have a website um and the name of our clinic is evergreen center for integrative medicine because we don't just do naturopathy we do different things 
and we're primary care in the state of Washington. So it's ECIM or Evergreen Center for Integrative Medicine. And we do that. By the way, HBOT is something I'm also very interested in, the mild hyperbaric oxygen. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a cool thing as well, too, especially for the um, brain fog and head injury folks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. And I will have the link to her website, to their website on, um, in the show notes. So Great. you'll be able to find Dr. Bobby if you're in the Washington area. Highly recommend checking out their um, clinic. I mean, it sounds like you're just doing absolutely amazing work after my own heart. Like, thank you so much for being on here today. You're welcome. I'll put in a plug for ILADS though. ILADS has a, re- a directory where if you put that in, you could find a doc in your state. Awesome. That's a great idea. Thank you for that. And also don't forget to hit like and subscribe so that way you never miss an episode because this is just the beginning of, of this journey that we're on here. And so stay tuned and I hope to see you back on the next one. Thank you. Thank you, Heather.